If there is any magic on this planet, it is contained in water. Lauren Isley Hello! So, what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach, and this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome back. Hope you are doing really good today. I thought I'd talk about your brain on water. I'm sure you've heard that by the time you are thirsty, you're probably already dehydrated. And if you're like many people, chances are that you're not drinking enough water every day. And some people just forget, other people don't like the taste, different reasons, but you know, we're human and we need water. We need water to stay alive. We need water to be well. In fact, our bodies are about 60% water and our brain is more like 70% water. I mean, water is so necessary to maintain all of our body's functions, to regulate your temperature, to get rid of waste, flush out all the toxins, help your digestion lubricate your joints, your tissues, to help with your circulation. Think of how all the oxygen and nutrients gets to your cells. And basically, it keeps all the chemicals in your body balanced, your electrolytes, your your hormones, your neurotransmitters, some pretty important stuff. So let's start today's episode by talking about how water actually affects your cognitive performance. Water or the lack of it, which we describe as dehydration, can influence your cognition. And that can affect your concentration, your alertness, your short-term memory, your emotions, your moods, all that stuff. And it's one of the first things you want to look at if you're feeling a little bit off in your thinking and your processing, or you're having a hard time focusing, are you drinking enough water? I mean, there's been a lot of studies, but it's still unclear of the variability, what percentage each person needs to actually feel that state of dehydration, the effects of dehydration, and how can it affect different people at different rates? We are not super sure, but there's a guideline. And um, basically it's, you know, drink at least eight to 10, eight ounce glasses of water a day, which is about half a gallon or maybe half uh, your body weight in ounces. But then again, that depends. It depends on how much you exercise and what environment you're in. If it's hot, if it's cold, how much you sweat, how much you go to the bathroom. It depends on so many things, but a rough guideline is definitely you want to have at least uh eight or 10 glasses of water a day at a minimum. And then of course, there are times where you're really clear that you need more because you feel thirsty and you might have, um, you know, very dry skin, or maybe you feel like your eyes are sunken a little, or you don't 
feel like, you know, when you're missing water, you can feel it physiologically. You can start getting a headache. You might feel sluggish or irritable or dizzy. You might even find your blood sugar fluctuates. It actually drops. So in order to prevent all those things, it's just a good idea to stay hydrated and drinking water all the time. And especially if you're drinking any kind of medicine, you want to make sure that you can flush out all those toxins from your body. And there's no better way to do that than just uh, getting enough water in through your system to help that process move along. But in addition to the um, physiological benefits of water, there's also psychological benefits of water. So if you've ever gone, you know, near a lake or an ocean, and I certainly hope all of you have, you're going to know that being near water impacts the way that you feel. I mean, think of the ocean, the sounds of the waves. That's a form of white noise. I mean, it can help you feel more relaxed. You often um, hear the oceans and rain and that kind of water sounds in meditation, music, CDs to help relaxation. And then there's the actual minerals that you're exposed to by the salt water, the sea air, which helps reduce stress. Um, these minerals, which are basically just tiny droplets of the salt water that contains the iodine, the magnesium, and all these trace elements, they actually help you feel good. And then there's the negative ions, which are also inside of the salt water and the air, which increase the flow of oxygen to your brain, which actually helps improve your alertness and your mental energy. And negative ions, they are like these invisible molecules that we inhale when we're around different environments like the beaches, the waterfalls, the mountains, outdoors. And they're believed to produce biochemical reactions that actually increase your level of serotonin, which is your feel-good neurotransmitter. That's why it's always so important to step outside and get in touch with nature because there's all these negative ions floating around. Isn't that cool? Anyways, going back to the salt water and the ocean, it also helps you preserve your serotonin and your melatonin and all these hormones and neurotransmitters that help increase your overall sense of well-being. And then there's the temperature in water, which can actually play a role in your physical and emotional health. Depending on the situation, if you jump in some cold water or warm water, that can be really soothing or relaxing or even invigorating. Nowadays, there's all these challenges with um, dipping inside cold water to stimulate your whole nervous system. And that works wonderful for some people. And then there's always been like, take the hot, the long hot shower to help you relax thing. And that's good. And I know that I'm talking about the ocean, but some of these things also apply to the lakes or any type of water, fresh water, salt water, they each have their independent benefits. So definitely being outside, being near the water is good for you psychologically as well as physiologically. So it's pretty clear that it's important to incorporate water in your daily life, especially if you're feeling a little bit off. It's a very inexpensive way to kind of restore yourself and regulate again. But so how do you do that? The obvious drink more water upon rising, 
you know, first thing that you you should get into the habit of doing is just having a glass of water. And then throughout your day, if you don't like the way water tastes by itself, maybe you can infuse some herbs in it, throw in some mint, some rosemary, some basil, or some fruits or lemon, or maybe if you don't like it cold, you can have it hot in a form of tea, water with lemon and herbs, whatever you like, it's just get it in there. And definitely there's water in coffee and tea and all sorts of beverages. And that counts too, as long as you're not drinking too much caffeine, because that could actually cause them more dehydration. And um, the caffeine obviously can stimulate your nervous system. So be mindful of that. So how else do you incorporate water for your well-being? Like I said, you go outside, get yourself some of those negative ions, walk in the forest, the beach, go for a hike, go to the lake, go under a waterfall, soak up some sunlight, walk in the rain, whatever you can do. I mean, even if sit by a fountain, if you have one of those big fountains in your neighborhood or a courtyard, go swimming, kayaking, all that stuff is good. But Skip those ionizing devices that I see people putting in their homes because those are discharging electrical currents, which is exactly what we're trying to get away from. We're trying to go outside and soak up some of that nature instead of staying inside with your computers, your electronics, the air conditioning all the time. That's toxic. I mean, it you know, has chemicals and electromagnetic energy and you get it not good. So you want to incorporate the outside world and, um, you know, soak all that stuff in. Another way that you can incorporate water for healing is by pampering yourself with a bath or a shower. There's so many ways to do that. I mean, I love Epsom salt in the bath. I love aromatherapy with the bath. I like playing around with the temperature, hot, cold, Whatever works for you, but definitely you can spend some time doing that and you will definitely feel the shift pretty much instantly. And talking about instant shifts, a lot of times if any of you are um, suffering with anxiety or even panic attacks, a good way to begin to break down that cycle is by holding some ice cubes, an ice pack in the back of your neck or behind your knees, that also helps interrupt a lot of different processes when your body is in alert mode. So again, working with the temperature and figuring out what works for you is actually a quick intervention for a variety of things. So I like that. And then if you want some soothing sounds, you can definitely get yourself one of those little water features, a desktop fountain, or a larger one if you have it, if you have a pond in your backyard, anything that makes that trickling water sound, which can be so relaxing and so soothing and just beautiful. The same thing as listening to the rain, walking in the rain, listening to a beach meditation, the sound of the waves, all of that really works. It can transport you to a different place. You can actually definitely hone in on your visualization skills as you are listening to some of those meditations and it feels good. Then there's, of course, the ultimate, which is living near the water, the ocean, the mountains, and just being part of nature. And that is definitely a treat for anybody that can do that instantly. I think that you feel better whenever you connect with the outdoors world. 
So no doubt that by incorporating some water, some nature into your world, you can definitely feel better, perform better physiologically, psychologically. It's a quick fix. It's easy. We all can do it and we take it for granted so often. So that's today's reminder, your brain on water. Let's get yourself, you know, connected in such a simple way and develop these tiny habits that can have really big payoffs. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. That's what I got for you. Until the next time, next week, I hope you think well and be well, my friends. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences And the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.